What's poppin' and welcome to Popcorn with Cholo Sadiara and your stop for all things pop where we talk about all things pop culture from here in the Philippines or as Jeremiah told us kanina, we're in District 12 now <laughs> because of our outfits to the rest of the globe. Welcome back and it's that time of the year where, you know, it's December, Merry Christmas advance to everyone. Na lang. We're down to our last, I think this is our second to the last show for the year before we head to the holidays. And um, this is kind of our like year-end um, recap. And we're here today for our um, Spotify Rap 2021 or the Music of 2021 episode where we talk about all things music-related. Um, but before we begin our show, of course, let's welcome back our co-hosts for the day. Welcome back, Jeremiah. Hello. Hello. And we also have Emil. It's been a while. And- Hello. Our ever mysterious Dren is here. Um, you Hello. have to ano, subscribe with a premium um, description <laughs> to see what Dren looks like. Baka <laughs> yeah. Patreon exclusive. <laughs> Only fans. What? Oh, no. oh. <laughs> they do have ano, they do have wholesome content. Naman. Yeah, they do. Yeah, exactly. So hey, if you know, you know. <laughs> but anyway, uh, we also have Perns on the show. Hello, hello, hello. Our Twitter verified. Uh-huh. <laughs> so close. So close. You didn't say anything for me, which is good. Ayun na, binalik ko na. The Twitter, um, elusive Twitter. <laughs> and of course, our female representation. <laughs> we have Twitter. Wow. Wow, token. Token. Oh my God. Even though token happens to be present for a lot so of happens. times. But we're happy she's here. Of Thanks, course, guys. because that caters to our um need to have representation and diversity. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so kidding. And of course, we do love um, Paula's opinions <laughs> on everything as well. Okay. But anyway, here we are. It's the end of the year. And um, as usual, for the, I guess this has been three to four years now of Spotify Wrapped, where Spotify... Um, gets all the data they know about you essentially <laughs> and just puts it in a pretty form for you to share further on your social media but you know it's been a it's it's like a fun way of sharing to people um what you've been listening to what your habits are what your guilty pleasures are and you know it's different for all of us spotify rap um of course this is a spotify thing to uh, listeners of apple music they do also have their own um wrapped kind of like year end recap but um spotify chamber is like the number one um streaming service at least here in the philippines um but before we begin our with our own personal year end recaps for from our own um spotify accounts let's run down muna kung sino ba ang pinapakinggan ng pilipinas this year on spotify and this spotify rap 2021 um, runs from, I think, January 1st to October 31st. So the last two um, months of the year aren't counted anymore. So if you were streaming Red Taylor's version for like endless loops, um, it isn't counted on your Spotify rap 2021, if you were wondering. So that's the streaming period. So any other albums that came after would not be counted on your um, algorithm because they were, I, I guess... 
with all that data you have to put in, they had to have like a cutoff, right? But anyway, let us begin with um, Spotify's 2021 recap for the Philippines and see who the Philippines has been streaming. Um, and this comes to no surprise. Um, the Philippines' most streamed artists in general, of course, at number five, we have Ariana Grande. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and at number four, the only OPM artist in this list, we have Ben and Ben, uh, who we just had an interview with um, two weeks ago. Go listen to that episode or watch that um, episode if you can. Um, at number three, we have Justin Bieber, who was really like, you know... <laughs> gotten back up the ranks in the last few years and remains like a household name, I guess, for many people who listen to him. Um, number two, also no surprise, we have Taylor Swift herself with the, I guess, with the uh, folklore Evermores and the Taylor's versions that came out this year. Um, there's always, there's been that much hype around uh, Miss Taylor herself. And um, of course, can you guess who the number one most streamed artist in the Philippines is? I, w- I wonder. It starts with three letters. I really wonder who. Um, it's color purple. Um, what I... uh, and it they are I don't I haven't heard of them actually, but they're called BTS. <laughs> That's very brave of you. I haven't heard of them because you know, the screen of the cute world. little indie <laughs> artist. <laughs> the number one global artist, BTS, who, are, who have this transcended is. K-pop into like global superstardom, of course, are the number one most streamed artist in the Philippines. Um, any comments on that? Well, this list isn't really any surprising, parang, there's no like surprising entries on the... Fr- top five most stream artists. Um, and I mean, great music coming from these people. Although I haven't really been listening to Justin Bieber lately or I mean, in general. But, you know, to, to know that there's still like a great majority in the Philippines listening to Bieber means the Bieber fever is still alive. <laughs> Filipinos really love Martin Luther King. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Inside joke, sort of. <laughs> Unless you've listened to the album. I mean, he's, anyway. th- he's number three, so. Yeah, yeah, he is so. number three. Yeah. After Congrats to Believers, like, yeah. for still being active after all of these years, I guess. I don't know. And they, there were, I, I listened to the latest album, which is Justice. Um, and he did have, like, Peaches from there, which was a big hit um, earlier this year. And also. Gusto ko yung Lonely, song na Lonely. Mm. That was really, yeah. that's, yeah, that's, that's a, a good, good cut out of that. Um, and you know, being in the spotlight as like, you know, 2011's global superstar of the world, it must really be feel that way, you know, have, being in that position and only like coming out with it after like all the years of whatever he went through. Um, it's a lot of trauma for sure being a child artist and like put into the global spotlight, right? Anyway, um, now we head on to the Philippines' most streamed OPM artists. Let's start with number five. We have Arthur Neri, who really blew up on the charts. Um, there was a time um, Arthur Neri's latest single, Pagsamo, 
had like 500,000 streams a day being wow. the number one um being the number one OP- song in the Philippines in the top 200 for like a number of times only Adele parang Adele for a time like bumped him off but after a while he went back and claimed the spot again uh, from Adele and i think right now he's still the number one artist if not after the whole taylor's version era um so yeah that's a pretty good um rise up the ranks for arthur nery this year um at number four, also one of the rising stars of 2021 in the opm scene we have zack tabudlo who oh, broke exactly. out this year with his song bini bini and um just went all out with a new album called episode and so many singles and music videos in between um that's zack tabudlo and um he got you know he got a billboard in new york uh times square and um you know got a lot of love from spotify this year for sure so um naging soundtrack siya ng maraming pilipino zack tabudlo for this year um and the top three most streamed artists uh we start with Skasta Klee who uh, remains one of the top hip hop artists um in the modern times and of course at number two, we have Moira de la Torre hmm. um it's it's feeling it's starting to feel a bit like 2018 in this list um mm-hmm. we have Moira you know we had Paubaya earlier late last year earlier this year which was a mega hit for Moira after a time and of course at number one, reclaiming their spot in uh, as the most streamed artist in the Philippines for 2021 we have Ben and Ben Ooh. so yes um congrats to them uh, i mean the last two years kasi i think we're december avenue yung yeah. um top yeah. artists but you know uh, ben and ben i guess in the pandemic time of the pandemic with the with the you know all the songs about healing and just really like getting into your emotions especially after you know the last two years um i guess that that accounts for the uh, the number of streams that ben and ben has received this year and of course that includes their um latest album which is called the pebble house volume one quaderno that's my um it's literally my opm album of the year like no bias on there i just really love that album um Yeah, and a lot of collabs and the opportunities that Ben and Ben has had this year, I think, really contributed to that. And I guess you know, familiarity in time in times of pandemic is really king. Also, in versus like really getting to listen to new things, and that I guess um, also relates to the Philippines streamed artists with Taylor Swift, Justin Bieber, BTS. You know, sources of comfort for a lot of people. You know, from the pre-pandemic days to up to today. So, ayon. Um, I guess that's just um, run down the most streamed albums real quick. With number five, Equal by Ed Sheeran. Number four, Be by BTS. Uh-huh. Number three, Fearless Taylor's version by Taylor uh-huh. Swift. Number two, Justice by Justin Bieber. And number one, um, Proud to Be Pinoy. We have Sour by Olivia Rodrigo. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Nice. Deserve, deserve. Yeah. Seven times. I mean, <laughs> Olivia Rodrigo. Um, Philippines uh, most streamed songs for this year. At number five, we have 
Leave the Door Open by Bruno Mars. Oh, Pinoy Pride again. Let's go. <laughs> we also have At My Worst by Pink Sweats, which was one of the big hits earlier in 2021. Uh, of course, the global phenomenon that is Driver's License by mm-hmm. Olivia Rodrigo, Deserve. Um, number two, of course, we have Smooth Like Butter by <laughs> BTS, <laughs> Like a Criminal. Undercover. Undercover. Undercover, yeah. And at number one, again, as we mentioned earlier, we have Bini Bini by Zach Tabudlo. Um, I guess down to our last two categories that we're to um, report. Report talaga. We have <laughs> the Philippines' most streamed local songs. Um, number five, this is a newcomer in the scene, uh, relatively new. We have Ikaw Lang by Nobita. Which is a TikTok hit and also popular on the charts. Oh, we have at number four, "Dance with You" by Skasakli and Yuri Dope. That was a really, really good song as well. And go watch the video. So masayo talaga si Skasakli don. I mean, it is called "Dance with You." At number three, um, surprisingly, walas sa other lists, but uh, we have here "Paraluman" by Adi. Um, also a new artist on the rise in the OPM scene. Um. Paraluman has been really streaming consistently um, since early this year. Parang February pa lang yata. And it's still, you know, in the top 10 most streamed songs on the top 200 right now. So that's Paraluman by Adi. Number two is Nangangamba by Zach Tabudlo. Honestly, this is something I really prefer over Binibini. Nangangamba supremacy ako sa Zach Tabudlo. And at number one, of course, we have Bini Bini by Zach Tabudlo. Um, and finally, we have the Philippines' most popular podcast with the advent of popu- uh, of the popularity of podcasts skyrocketing mm-hmm. through the pandemic. Now they do uh, also include podcasts on their Spotify wrapped. Yeah. Um, at number five, we have Superhuman with Will Dasovich. Um, number four, we have Boiling Waters PH, which has been consistent even before the rise of, um, you know, the big boom of podcasts. Number three, we have Dear MOR, the podcast. That's mm-hmm. um, MOR, the radio station. So, alam niyo yung mga kwento ng mga tao about their lives, their loves. Not surprising to have... Very that. Filipino. Very yeah. Filipino indeed. Uh, at number two... Very um, calming for everyone. We have Sleeping Pill with Inca. Oh, yes, Inca. I love Inca. A queen deserve. And at number one, we have Sky Podcast, which is by Slater. And um, si, sino may asawa niya? Si Camille? Joke. Chris, <laughs> Chris. <laughs> Chris Uy, sorry. I, I mixed up all the 2011 year of bloggers. <laughs> um, but yeah, those are our top five podcasts and of course number 0.5 we have popcorn so thank you to everyone who's been listening um yeah. throughout the whole year um on podcasts and that is philippines spotify rap 2021 um a lot of parang there's not it's not surprising to see these um on the list and you know, as someone who's always looking at the charts week to week, um, it's not surprising to see all these uh, characters. Characters talaga. Um, these artists and podcasts on the list. 
Yun. And now, we head to the part where we talk about our own Spotify rap 2021. Where do we begin? I think Jeremiah had something to say about Spotify rap and their copywriting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, did you guys like it? <laughs> Could have been better. <laughs> It's... Okay, my, my, my thing with it is... Uh, They tried, but it came across as a 40-year-old trying to appear to exactly. TikToker. Do you know that, exactly. meme? that meme of uh, Steve Buscemi? Yeah. The kids. Yeah. 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 <laughs> with the it, it was very like... What is that? There were references to like, oh, uh, your, your favorite playlist was not as long as your favorite 10-step skincare. Yeah. <laughs> it was so, like... It was like a um, material from like 2019 that they're trying to regurgitate mm. yeah. now in 2021. Like, yeah, they were talking about like NFTs and like just. Oh yeah. Oh god, that was so annoying. And what Sorry, do we time. feel about NFTs? I feel like that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, let's. Yeah, yeah let's I don't want to talk like about whole... NFTs tonight. <laughs> Depressing. That's a whole episode to itself. Yeah, but it's no. like it was. There was just not much finesse, I guess, in terms of copy. Because it was just like a, a checklist of references this year. Yeah. Mm. It came out so forced. Someone made an edit on Twitter. And the copy came out very, yes, honey, it's like yes, a exactly. It's like a white woman like, exactly. watching Drag Race Drag for the Race. first time and uh. about it and making it their entire personality. I'm like, um... Please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and like, can we talk about the genre? <laughs> That one. Oh, the oh very yeah. Very graphic design is my passion. <laughs> yeah. That was. But with that said, there were a lot of cute stuff in this year's Spotify rap. I, I like really it. like the aura. The aura was the aura nice. Aura was nice. That yeah, was a good cool. touch this year. Very, very on point for. This year, I don't also. think mine is very accurate, like for me as a person. Same, <laughs> <laughs> I got wistful and focused, and I'm like, that's focus, focus, no, yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh. like, for work, I guess, but like in general, as a human being, no. <laughs> I got so, I wistful and hopeful for mine. So, I get in mine. Let me check again. I got energetic and bold, which it, 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 it uh, no, makes sense. Hashtag, if you know, you know. <laughs> I got passionate in something. I forgot the other one. I got focused and bold, which I, I'll take as a compliment. <laughs> and that's, that's what I want to be, Santa. I, also I guess really it is like... what we should be. Yeah. Our, our auras. Okay, we'll, uh, I'll take that, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the movie soundtrack thing, too. Mm, yeah, 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 like yeah. Before we had there, I was like, I feel like I got wistful and hopeful because I kept on looping uh, leaves by Ben and Ben. Mm, <laughs> I feel like, also, Chala, I know how much of a Swifty you are. Oh, But, maybe, maybe. And she's very wistful and hopeful. <laughs> to live for the hope of it all, na naman sabi. Mm. <laughs> Cancel plans just in case you call. Just kidding. <laughs> <Mikuman> oh, <na> na. <laughs> Anyway, heading to the movie part. Uh, that was the first part of the um, Spotify Wrapped, which is the movie soundtrack. And I'm not sure if it's the same for everyone. Ko ano yung movie type na lumalabas sa inyo? I think iba iba yung iba iba yung If you like watch it again, you'll get a completely different like thing, basically. 
Yeah. Yeah. So even the songs. Yeah. No, the songs change. Oh. Yeah. 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 Songs change. So, so it's really taking from your top 100 songs and like yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. And yeah, probably just like genre. Like oh, the start wants to be ganito, and like the, the climax has to be like, you know, like more upbeat or something. I don't know. May ano pa sila, may, may fight song pa silang nalalaman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like I dance got... battle. That's what I got also. Oh, me too, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got like Next Level by Espa for that one. Which Ooh, is very accurate. I like that one. I got, you know, Fighter by Christina Aguilera. For I was like, <laughs> I was like, Mine okay. is Butter. I a fight song. Oh, Butter. What can the Butter? I don't know how that's going to play it's out. It's like sure. a dance-off in the Butterland. Butterland. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this I got. The, I I love this. Okay, I got the song playing as you score the game-winning point at the buzzer. Which Spotify, I guess we don't know each other that well because <laughs> what game-winning point? <laughs> First of anyway, all, I got, <laughs> I got really don't care by Demi Lovato. So okay, it is a very energetic sportsy song. Mine was Juice by Lizzo, which I'll Ooh. take, like, yeah. badly. Yeah. I like that, yeah. <laughs> I can see it for, like, football. <laughs> did, did, anyone, did anyone else get um, a song for The Big Kiss? No. No. Cool. Yeah. Okay, I got, I got one. Tell us yeah. more. <laughs> I got uh-huh. the algorithm, no. It's like death metal. <laughs> no, my, but, but the movie ones I got were opening credits, theme, yeah. Yeah. dance off, tapos yung Big Kiss is Valentine by Rina Sawayama. Which oh. is which is very not it's not exactly a love song but yeah. interesting but I'm I'm glad that I actually got the algorithm gave me yeah. that yeah so, no, that's nice nice so hashtag alumna manifest manifest Spotify rap would say manifest <laughs> <laughs> exactly oh my god <laughs> ano yung mga opening credits nyo just Thank to you. let I, uh, Dido. I, I, I like it. Um, Deja Vu by Oh, wow. That's, nice. That's a great opening. <laughs> I know, <Yeah>. right? <laughs> I got Driver's was, uh... License by... Uh... Oh my god, ang ng, <laughs> ng movie. Yeah. I mean, it was the start of the year, so I feel like it just made sense. Driver's License. Oh. And, mm. you know, just belting it out the whole year. Even, like, <laughs> if it comes up in my algorithm, I'm like, yes, I'm gonna sing loudly. Yes. To yeah. driver's license. Um, Dren? I think mine was a Twice song. I think it was The Feels. Oh! Was the yeah. Yeah. What a cute what the... opening sequence. Yeah. No, I think like mine, well, I like the like my songs because it was all like K-pop, but it like was like a musical. Because like I got dance off and like your big, like your big solo number, something like that. That's and cute. And then, yeah, the last song. And then it was all just K-pop, which is great. So, yeah. And Burns? I'm trying to find it because <laughs> I don't remember at all. Yeah, I got yeah. like Red Velvet's Queen though, and then Permission to Dance was my like big dance number. Oh, that's cute. cute. So yeah, it was very like high school musical, which is great. The <laughs> opening credits is a song called "Tried to Tell You" uh, from the Weather Station, which is like a folk rock Canadian indie band sort of, um, and then the dance off is uh, "One Foot in Front of the Other" by Griff, and Griff is like a some 20-year-old British singer-songwriter who, like, put out a really, really great mixtape this year as well. So, oh, mixtape. That's cool. Yeah. So, it's, like, it the, the artists this year are getting younger and younger, I feel. Like, with Olivia Rodrigo and 
and Griff and like a whole bunch of other people I can think of. Like, I'm babata ng mga Willow has had a good year also. Willow, yeah. Willow Smith? Yeah. Yeah. Like, they've really like, you know, um, gotten out of the mold that, you know, was set in the beginning, beginning. Mm. And now it's really coming into her own. So I, I would like say Willow is a standout also in that kind of like punk, Ooh. pop rock, punk rock, pop punk. Yeah. I guess that um that that sphere of music and even collaborating with um Avril Lavigne. Yeah, that's so cool. Right? The return of Avril Lavigne this year, though, can we just? And she I doesn't guess. look like she's aged a day. Oh no! Yeah, no, oh, she no. literally just looks like skater girl. <laughs> I love her. Let's head to um our, our top genres for the year. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> you guys are, you guys are, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> low cut, and I'm just here. And I'm just like K-pop. <laughs> yeah, K-pop. mine are uh, coherent, pa naman. Uh, out of the top five, ano, uh, genres I listed out this year, four of them were K-pop. It was like K-pop, classic K-pop, second gen K-pop, <laughs> variations of K-pop, and then like the only one that wasn't K-pop was dance pop, and I'm pretty sure that's just because BTS is also on the dance pop. So yeah, it's really pretty straightforward for me. Uh, mine is dance pop as number one, which I was, I'm not surprised by. Like I just listen to all of these pop girls and and BTS, so <laughs> that, that probably makes up for most of it. And number two, again, unsurprisingly, is show tunes because when I just want to be mm. with myself and and shit, like I just I'll just belt out like the whole of Legally Blonde. <laughs> that's that's unabashedly my favorite musical of all time Um, and then I'm very happy that my number three is OPM um, which which really surprised me like I I didn't expect it because again most of what I listen to is is Olivia does she count as OPM like this algorithm (laughs) (laughs) question I want to ask but um, yeah I think also because when I'm driving and the few times that I do drive I, I listen to like Biritera songs because it's the only place I can like mm. sing in the car. So I, I'll take that. And then UK pop, which I guess is mostly Adele, Adele and, I guess. and Ed Sheeran. <laughs> so oh, yeah. sure. Um, and then K-pop is my number five, which was surprising Ooh. to me, but also not because... Welcome. Yes. There's five? <laughs> there's five? I only got four. There's five, yeah. There's five. five. I only got four. You, you only listen to four genres. <laughs> no other genres yeah. for you this year. Oh my gosh. That you just imagine. makes things weird because I don't understand where my number four came from. Because no. my number one, my number one is OPM. Like I'm, I'm nice. really happy. I got OPM. Which means my number two is automatically soundtrack. Like film mm-hmm. soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Then number three is Broadway. So mm-hmm. I get also then, soundtrack. Also soundtrack, actually. <laughs> But number my number four is dance pop, so I'm like, where did I, I love listen? that for you? When I love that I for you. Congrats. When did I listen to dance pop? I don't remember. Oh, BTS. BTS. Yeah. Yes. I never play BTS. I never play BTS on my. Ooh. Oh, oh, game. La la la. I don't want to play it if my sister keeps playing it every day. Uh, and already. <laughs> all right, all right. Put away the pitchforks. Let's... Thank Wait, you for so joining us I on this episode. Less. You have now been evicted. So. <laughs> Wait, so, no, but I, I want to know, like, have you listened to Lizzo or like 
Ari. No. Lady no. Gaga. Do you listen to no. rock music or hip hop? No. Because no, no. Okay, so Spotify, you only no. so you only listen to four genres. In this <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> on three my Spotify, lang, three yeah, lang tao. Parang... Okay, so three, and then you probably like played something once. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, you know, like shuffle You were like desperately tried to skip it, but it was too late. Spot, and I was like, ah, I gotcha. Like... <laughs> In the algorithm. Yeah. All right. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Weird. That's so funny. <laughs> the three and the outlier. Unsurprisingly, I got dance pop for number Yay. one. I mean, I've he's gay. I've been yeah exactly. Twitter <laughs> <laughs> says uh, dance pop is your <laughs> top genre, and it's been my top genre since like 2016. <laughs> it's we've been new, <laughs> and you but like. How can you not? There's so many good dance pop. There's There's Kimpet. She is good naman talaga. Anyway, <laughs> that's another conversation. Um, <laughs> there, on that note, Brittany, are you? Megan Thee Stallion. Megan, Hardy, Nikki. What do you want to classify Nikki as dance pop? Do we classify Lil Nas? Genres. What yeah. are genres? Yeah, exactly. right? You know, I was gonna say that, Emil. Na parang you know, at this point, everything's just so fluid. Even music is like falls under so many categories and quote unquote genres. But yeah. yeah, like did you know that Toxic by Britney Spears is heavily inspired by classic Indian Bollywood uh, soundtracks? Oh, like you uh, hear sitars playing. Oh yeah, actually, oh nga. actually, no, no, they, no, no, they also no, sampled. Yeah. They sampled the riff from this one huge Bollywood action movie. That's cool. Honestly, it makes sense. Like, in my head, like, it sounds... Yeah. So it's really... But, like, ano, parang, has there been a Bollywood, like, remix cover of Toxic? That's what I'm curious about also. Let's search. <laughs> Let's search later on. Um, I'm not yeah. searching it. Um, if I search it, it's number five. Go say. You got Bollywood. like a Bollywood sound. Bollywood. Bollywood. A badass genre list. Like, damn, this guy's really diverse. He really listens to a lot of things. And then I got, uh, so I'll just go around it through quickly. Soul for number two. Three was classic rock. Indie rock for number four. And then New Wave for number five. Ooh, that's, that's a really cool list That's of interesting. Genres. Yeah, no, that's a really cool list of genres. Yeah, I mean, you've listened to way more rock than I have, apparently, because my number one is art pop, and that's that's all my St. Vincent Japanese breakfast mm. stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah. two is also Broadway, because as we will find out later on with the top five songs, I play <laughs> I play show tunes when I work out and when I shower. Yay! Wow. <laughs> and then number three is dance pop as well. The number four singer-songwriter, which is me trying to catch up with, like, Taylor Swift's discography and her <laughs> albums are just so long which is why oh, I think yeah. that she ended oh, up there yeah. Very true. Um, and then number five is indie pop yeah mm-hmm. actually I actually wonder why I got indie rock over indie pop because I listen to way more indie pop but... do you maybe Spotify or do you maybe Spotify is just like gaslighting us making us think <laughs> <laughs> like, it's actually all BS like their data is just random <laughs> Yun nga eh. Actually, sinasabi rin ng friend ko na parang, you know, Spotify rap can sometimes lean towards random algorithms and what you actually mm. listen to. Yeah. So yeah. when you listen to like something that's 
more popular, that's what's gonna appear. Yeah, exactly. Time. Parang once over like what your daily mm. routine is. Yeah, parang ganun. Yeah, May ganong yeah. element yata in terms of how they um gather data for this recap. Parang ano lang, parang US Electoral College. Oh my God. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my God, what a weird uh, thing to compare Spotify. <laughs> you hear that, Spotify? <laughs> it's not the pop- popular vote. I'm sorry. Yeah. Even though, like, majority of people voted for it, we vote by colleges. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Spotify college wrapped 2021. Um, for me... Um, uh, number one is K-pop. Um, number two is OPM. I feel like those two are not far behind each other. Um, number oh. three is dance pop. Number four is indie pop. I'm still indie in some way, apparently. I'm not as mainstream as you think. And number five is Pinoy indie. Um, so, I mean, I would say part of the Pinoy indie would be work stuff because indie artists all that but you know I I, I I guess there's that side of me that's not as basic as you think as I said <laughs> literally who says that people sobrang projecting yeah K-pop not surprising you know sometimes when you just don't parang alam mo you just wanna randomly mindlessly sing and dance and just like listen to something just turn on your i have this k-pop playlist it's like 300 plus songs or something like that that i just put on loop or you know when when it's comeback season for your favorite group you just like that's true playing that album uh opm not surprising at all as well we love opm and we stand opm um that's it for genres but you know in general genres are just like labels as we evolve as human beings parang <laughs> what is anything anymore what is time what is a genre what is sexuality gender all of that this is like philosophy now but <laughs> 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 parang yun parang it's only really used now to like categorize playlists or like alam mo yun awards but like generally it's really like listen to what you like and you know everything just feels unique and like whatever you want to feel like at the moment parang mm. you know you don't go around and say hey i'm going to listen to some indie pop right now or something like that <laughs> right <laughs> and in yun lang that's my piece on genres <laughs> <laughs> the fluidity of music um but yeah i just thought of a really cute drag name <laughs> I know. Chris genre. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Caitlin genre. Caitlin genre. Anyway, let's proceed. <laughs> anyway, pa sana ako nang ibabat ako dun sa genre. Eh, pero... <laughs> <laughs> eh. Ano mga genre games? <laughs> genre. Oh my god. <laughs> That's so Pinoy and so specific. Okay. <laughs> okay, let's continue. Wait, meron daw si Dren. Ano yun, Dren? Yes, Dren. Uh, no, no, please. Move on, please. <laughs> <laughs> I can guessing. 
Let's oh, head God. on to our top songs of the year. Oh, do, you want, do we want to do artists of oh, the year? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Why not? Okay, let's start with artists, our top artists for the year. <clears throat> well, uh, I'm going to start and just say my number five is SB19. Yes, SB19 Supremacy, Sakalam. Go stream SB19. If you haven't yet, you know, as somebody mentioned earlier before we started, they are the BTS of the Philippines, and I stand by that. And you know, great music, great um, talent, mm-hmm. and they deserve more love in uh, uh, the scene and you know, mainstream. Number four, we have Olivia Rodrigo on my list. Um, you know, we've been singing her songs since like the first half of the year, and much deservedly so with everything that happened. But I must say that. Joshua Bassett also came out with his um, response to Olivia Rodrigo with the song Crisis, and that's pretty a pretty good um, response, I would say. And number three, we have NCT 127. They're still on my top. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Okay, okay. Big reaction there. Sorry. Um, whenever something came up happens, I just get like, you know, defibrillator on my chest. <laughs> <laughs> They were, I think they were number two on my list last year. And um, this one, I guess Ben and Ben is my number two. Uh, my my own my 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 second, I mean my number one OPM um artist for this year. And you know, a lot a lot of times, although you know, when I feel down, I just listen to leaves a lot and like my song from uh, Pebble Houses, which is called um Sugat, and Merinding Isang song called Magpahinga which are oh, yeah. both Magpahinga. really good like calming songs for you to listen to when you feel down and when you want to feel like you know healing in your life uh, as my aura says it's wistful and, um, <laughs> and hopeful. hopeful which I guess are Ben and Ben's three songs Leaves, Sugat and Magpahinga <laughs> and uh, at number one to no surprise of course for the nth year in the row, we have Taylor Swift on mine. So that is my top artist for the year. Constant. The hold she has on my life. I know. Very <laughs> The hold she has on like 2021, honestly. She just like really like took hold of her narrative more than ever, I guess. And people just, I guess it's also a lot of the nostalgia factor coming into, you know, Taylor's versions. And, you know, people who haven't listened to her in a while listen to her again. Or people who haven't really heard the old stuff got introduced to her. So good good year for her, for sure. I think I was one of the people that was like, I... I was a fan of that. I've always been a fan of Taylor Swift and I've loved like a lot of her songs, but like it, it like, like you said, like I never really listened to like her whole album. Like I would always just listen to like the singles yeah. and she had a lot of singles, right? Which is, which is why like in my head I had listened to a lot of Taylor Swift because I thought like, you know, <laughs> listening to three or four songs was a lot already, but I think that, that like this might come as a shock but I think I only listened to All Too Well for the first time when she re-released her album. Like, I'd never heard it before. I didn't know what it was about. I didn't know, like, anything about it. 
And I listened to the 10 minute version. I was like, that's a really good fucking song. Like, 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 how did I not like know about this before? It was really like shocking to me that I had never um, heard it before. And that like the 10 minute version was the first one I heard. So I listened to like pretty much all the versions after that. And it was amazing. It's really, really like great. And I was already a fan of her before. And I'm just an even big, bigger fan of her now. So I feel like you have something you want to say. No, I feel because like I'm not, and I've said this like in, in previous episodes, I'm not the biggest Taylor Swift fan anymore, at least. But like, it's so weird to me that, that you know, you ha- the first time you heard All Too Well was, was the <laughs> release. That's, that's so Very strange. Young. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's, that's How so was weird. that experience? Like listening to a 10-minute song like you have previous no previous attachment to? Uh, I was just like, man, this is what... Jake Gyllenhaal, I know him. <laughs> like, that was my... I, like, I was really just like... And it was like, oh, it stars like these two actors that are really like, oh, that's cool. Like, it was really just like going into the, like zero expectations. And honestly, and this might be a hot take, but I don't... The, the short film itself is pretty much carried by the song. Mm-hmm. Like, like, if you just watch the film yeah. itself, like, it's it's just like an, any old film, but it's because you know it's Taylor Swift and you know it's like about... Like, you know, and it's about you know like all of these things compound and suddenly like this 10 minute thing which is a very very simple short film is amazing to a lot of people and it hits really hard because it's about like oh my god that's happened to me oh that's yeah you know that i, I felt that and i think the strongest point of the short film even though it is so simple is the dialogue because the dialogue like just sounds so real. it sounds like real. yeah real because it's like taylor swift lyrics and i think that's really her strong point is that she can capture like that angst you had when you were 15 and like your classmate who never really showed any signs of attraction to you broke your heart quote unquote <laughs> like and it's just like all of this like i don't know like and, and suddenly you you feel so validated like your 15 year old self feels so validated because you've always been told well i'm just projecting now at this point <laughs> you've always been told that like oh you're dumb and your feelings okay. aren't like valid and all of these things and all of a sudden there's this super mega pop star saying like no that love that you had was real bad then you just didn't know how to do it yet and that's okay and that's like the magic of theater so for me Aww. and that <laughs> ends our episode <laughs> <laughs> that was beautiful <laughs> we, we have to end it there oh, well oh, no. I, I can take you back off of that and say that i mean to get back to the spotify also that <laughs> sorry that that my number five is also theater Swift, which is surprising to me because I am like a relatively new Taylor Swift fan. Like I, mm-hmm. same as Dren, I hadn't listened to her, any of her full albums until Folklore. And Folklore was really the thing that got me interested because I had only heard the singles before and I hated some of the singles and I liked some of the other ones. She just really has bad choices in singles. Yeah, no. And yeah. when after I listened to Folklore and Evermore and I started listening to uh, all the other albums, like the first time you hear State of Grace, it's like, wait, yeah. she can put out a song like this? And how come it's not a single? Like it Red supremacy exactly, yeah. to me. <laughs> um, yeah, so and because her albums are so long, I think that's why she ended up in my top five. But yeah, so number five for me is Taylor Swift. Number four is that Canadian indie rock band, The Weather Station, which uh their latest album because it came out very early in 2021. And it's become like my default driving song. It's very pang like easy drives to like you know the barber shop or something um and then number three we'll get into this later six six the musical which is a yes! british ah, yeah, it's a, it's a west good. end musical that's essentially like a pop concert 
Um, and I've listened to like the ni- it, it oh, only has nine the, songs. Is this is the Henry the Eighth. Yes, it's yes. the Henry oh the Eighth. Oh my god, I've been yeah. yeah. Um, so I've been listening. I I listened to it like on loop, talaga. Um, and then number two is Rina Sawayama. Still, I believe she was also number two last year, or something like that. Um, and then my number one, unchanged, I think, is Carly Rae Jepsen mm. because oh, yeah. ever si- <laughs> ever since like her concert in October 2019, talagang like that was it. Like I'm life changing moment talaga for everybody. I, yeah, <laughs> I am firmly firmly in the iglesia ni, ni Carly. Yeah, so I love her. And like when when I want to listen to something and I don't want to think about what I'm listening to, it's really just default Carly Rae because I mean yeah. Because I'm needy and I need to feel validated. Same. <laughs> But it's just really amazing how we all generally, at least in our circle, have that like shared connection of being in October 2019. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The peak of gen- my life. Genuinely one of the happiest like nights of my life. Yeah. Pre-pandemic. Yeah. I went to, I recently went back to Gateway, uh, I think just like last weekend. And I was with my I was with my girlfriend, and I literally told her like, "This is the last place I was happy." And she was like, "What?" Gateway. Oh my god. This is where the Carly Rae Jepsen was, and then she didn't even question it. She was like, "Ah, oh, I see. I understand." Of course. That's so funny. The peak of yeah. pre-pandemic life of the Philippines. <laughs> Before we it all went down. God. Anyway, continue on. Um, Who wants to go next? Okay, well, I'm surprised that Carly Rae isn't in my my top artists, honestly, with the amount of times that I have listened to her. But again, the algorithm is, is strange. Electoral college. <laughs> get what you get. <laughs> But um, my number five is Bruno Mars, which is strange mm. that it's not classified as Silk Sonic yeah. because I haven't mm. listened to like just Bruno Mars songs. Uh, this whole it's year. really it's really just been Silk Sonic. It's the tagging mm. of on Spotify, kasi, yeah. which that's so sad. It's, yeah, it's so sad because yeah. You know, yeah. So I'm just gonna classify that as Silk Sonic, naman talaga. Number four is ABBA, and I think that's largely due to <gasps> their yeah their latest release, and I think because of TikTok as well. Uh, TikTok has made use of so many of ABBA's songs that it compels me to listen to them over and over again, and it just makes me feel happy. So number three is Adele as a counterpoint to you know me being happy with ABBA. <laughs> <laughs> Adele just makes me feel so many things, and I'm just I'm just very glad that she's she's back um, and thriving. Seems like number two is Ed Sheeran, and I will not be made mm. to feel horrible for my love of Ed Sheeran. Basic mm. or not, I absolutely love this man. And go stream "Merry Christmas" by Ed Sheeran and John and I know, um, oh um, and Elton John. There we go. And number one, my queen girl this year, it's Olivia Rodrigo. Like I mm. love her. She's she's great, and I'm so happy that um, she's getting so much success. So yeah, that's that's my top five artists apparently. Deservedly so, and we were. It's pretty exciting what she comes up with next. I mean, she's so young. No, like I can't. No, I, I was gonna say I can't remember the last time we had such a young. Female sing, and then I remember oh Billie Eilish oh, True. oh. Like, oh Taylor Swift pala. oh yeah, Taylor Swift no, but I feel like iba yung kay Olivia Ren versus Billie like Billie musically for definitely is like a great artist but like yeah. a global phenomenon like an Olivia Rodrigo only I can't explain like, like diba? parang Olivia's music 
it's so young. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It sounds young. Yeah. Billy Eilish is music, like it, it, it's great. It doesn't. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. Doesn't. Young isn't the first thing that comes to mind when I listen mm-hmm. to her music. Yeah. yeah. But like Olivia's, it's so it it made me sixteen years old again. Exactly. When I listen. Exactly. Like and all it, of the ups and downs. It actually like gives me at least on a personal level like that kind of um similar ground to to my cousin who was who is 16 mm-hmm. and it's it, it's been one of those like nice bonding moments that i had with her over the pandemic just listening to olivia rodrigo songs normally we have very different tastes in in songs but that was a nice like opportunity for us to talk about something to think with songs like olivia rodrigo's where they refer to glee as a vintage show and like right. billy joel <laughs> even more <laughs> So just your background. She's so oh. cute. I love her. Yeah, your background. I recognize that room anywhere. Yes. But also, absolutely. she said in an interview that she's never actually watched Glee. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Good for you, Olivia. I know, yeah. right? Like, let it for say you. that. Way. Exactly. For you. The amount of people who hide the fact that Glee artists <laughs> is part of their top five. Yeah, that's true. Like, wait. I don't know. So funny, <laughs> the hold that this show still has unwittingly on society. Mm, definitely, you know, if Merong Spotify wrapped all time, Glee would be my number one artist. <laughs> yeah, oh same. It would literally, it definitely would crack my top five. No way it wouldn't be on there. Agreed. <laughs> Glee was the top 40 in like 2011 at that True. point. Like if the day we have TikTok that propels pop songs into the mainstream back mm. in 2010. Yes, yes. Exactly. <laughs> it was like let's just be thankful that Glee no longer exists to like have their oh own versions God. of like BTS songs. Can you imagine Kurt Hummel singing oh my God. in Korea? <laughs> you just know they would they would like add a Korean cast member just so they could exactly. sing like a bunch of Korean k I mean songs. they oh do God, have they one, would. but these uh, people it's Chinese. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that if so... Lee covered uh, Sar by Olivia, if they had an Olivia Rodrigo episode, Tina Cohen Chang would sing Good For You and I'm so here for that. <laughs> We'd have a Hamilton episode for sure. True. Rachel Berry God. would play, oh my God, Rachel Berry oh, would have no. sung on Driver's License. Yeah, yeah well, why <laughs> not crying in the hallway? Yeah. <laughs> I just <laughs> Or should say burn. Have you seen those TikToks? Na, ano, Driver's Lightning by Rachel Berry. Yeah, it's so funny. I love it. I know. We should have a whole Glee fantasy season. Oh my God. <laughs> Santana would sing Jealousy, Jealousy. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That would be fun. Yeah. Oh, RIP. Oh, RIP. 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 Rip in peace. Oh gosh, we, we just went into a glee haze for a exactly. bit. Exactly. <laughs> Blackout sometimes. Because the glee, the, the G never leaves you. Stands for, stands for glee. That episode, I know. Okay, top artists. Uh, my number five was Lord. The no one surprised. It's been, a, cool. it's been a constant for since like 2016. Lord was always in the top five. And then number four, Megan Thee Stallion. And only because... I love her so much. But only because I feel like... Okay. And I feel like my number three and my number four were Dua and Megan were here because they're in my running playlists. So, like, you need high energy for workouts and stuff. Number two is also constant, Fleetwood Mac. It's always been there. Oh, nice. 
since like 2018 at least. And number one, Jan will be so proud of me, I think. <laughs> It's Blackpink. Oh, in your wow. area. God. I'm in so happy. your area. Yeah, Blackpink, I, despite the lack of releases for a whole year. You know what? That's <laughs> exactly why they're my top K-pop artist. And I guess my top artist for Spotify. Because out of all the K-pop groups, I think they're the easiest to catch up on. True. Yeah. Very true. 100%. <laughs> um, oh, Ferns. Oh, sorry. Go oh, on. sorry. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Ferns. Okay, sige. Because my list is weird because I don't listen to new songs on my Spotify. So it's, li- it's literally only two things. It's either the top artist will be a film composer or it'll be an, op- an, an OPM. An I old OPM. Old OPM. <laughs> and this year, OPM was the winner. So there's no film composers this year. Oh. <laughs> oh. So my top my, three, four, five are uh, some of my favorite bands from way before pa. It's uh, River Maya, Hail, and Sugar Free. I just love Ooh. listening to their, yes. to their music. Nice. If I just want to work. And if I want some old school rock, you know, they're just like, like emote yarn, matter... emote si Perns, Hail. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Hey, I emote of Hail. That's, yeah. Everybody emotes of Hail. It's a champ. Like any, tapos ano pa, any generation of River Maya, like after Bamboo left, sige, papakinggan ko siya. Even, Ebel lang. Kahit si Ebel lang kumakanta. Oh, yeah. Like singing his song. I would listen to him also. Number two, I'm pretty proud na it's Four of Spades. Oh! Because I, oh. I started listening to the entire album ng Clap, Clap, Clap. Mm. There are so many songs there pala na I missed out na, ah, ang ganda pala na ito. Why didn't I listen it more? Generally, it re- Clap, Clap, Clap wasn't really like a mainstream mm. or widely recognized yeah. album. <laughs> I'm not sure what went down into that in uh, 2019 ba? Or 19, eight? yeah. Yeah. And then, number one, of course, no surprise, it's always going to be Eraserheads. If it's OPM, mm. E-Heads will oh. always be my number one. So. I'm kind of shocked that Justin Hurwitz is not in here. I know, right? True. I'm surprised. It's, ano lang yan, it'll just take, uh, it's either film scores this year, film score year or an OPM year. This year, it's OPM. So, mm. okay. Next year na lang. <laughs> Next year na lang si Hurwitz. <laughs> <laughs> Dread, uh, exciting. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Which K-pop who knows? artist? But in no particular order, but the other one. All this no. times with their pitchforks right now. Uh, okay. So in my top five, I'm pretty sure my top ten would just be K-pop. By the way, it's not like the first year na wala talagang like Western or OPM artists. It's literally just K-pop. Last year, kasi nakasingit si Carly Rae, even though like it was mostly K-pop. This time, this time, wala talaga. <laughs> just came up. My top five are the big, the three big girl groups. So Twice, Red Velvet, and Blackpink. Blackpink is five, Red Velvet's four. Twice is two. Number one is BTS, surprisingly. Nice. Really shocked me because I really thought it was going to be Twice. And I thought... <laughs> BTS was going to be number two. And I think all of those are quite predictable. And I was kind of wondering, and in my head, like, okay, I know that the four of them are going to be on my artists. So I was shocked to find out that the fifth artist on my Spotify rap was Shiny at number three. Wow, like a second gen K-pop group, which which looking back makes a lot of sense because my top, in my top genres, like I said a while ago, there were four K-pop genres. And one of them was second gen K-pop and and another one was classic (laughs) K-pop. And I'm pretty sure Shiny falls under those categories. And I think them and like Super Junior and just like 
I don't know, like Big Bang, like they carried like that 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 second gen K-pop yeah. genre. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, I listened to enough shiny because they they came out with so much like great stuff. I'm wondering that like, um, I don't know if you guys know these people, but like Taemin or like Key Key stuff like got like classified on the shiny. They're like members, so I'm wondering if it was all just like grouped together on the shiny. Probably um, not, because oh. walang tag na shiny sa mga uh-huh. songs nila. Okay, so good. Well, but in that case, I really just listened. a really good 2021 album. Mm, yeah, I love Don't Call Me. Even though it gave me NCT vibes, which wasn't really a bad thing. It was just like, why do you sound like NCT and not that shiny? But then they came out with Atlantis, which sounded like genuinely shiny, which really made me so happy. Um, I think on that note, to be able to reach the current K-pop listeners, you have to sound like, in SM at least, you have to sound a bit more like NCT than... Yeah, I agree. It, it yeah. really I, Atlantis didn't really perform as well as Don't Call Me. Uh, and yep. then chore, choreo-wise, then kasi style-wise, Don't Call Me was really similar to like a one to not one to seven, maybe like not Dream either. Maybe just NCT in general NCT. as a as a as a group. Yeah, and then yeah, I think the other groups are pretty like straightforward. It's it's really just the three big girl groups. I love girl groups. Um, and uh, I think like uh, this year was a really good year for all of them. Even though Blackpink didn't really release anything, <laughs> but like <laughs> they had a great like, um, what do you call this? They had a great like album before they disappeared, and then they went on to do like all their solo stuff. So um, I don't know if like Lisa's stuff or like uh, Rosé's stuff yeah. is classified under Blackpink, but you know if it is, then that probably contributed to my listening time as well. Uh, and yeah, Twice is like my favorite group of all time. I, I don't know why they're number two and BTS is number one. But honest, uh, I think Permission to Death was my most played song, so that probably tipped the scales to them because it's my running song. That and uh, the song Running from the, the K-drama startup. So yeah, that, that's pretty much my... Uh, I listen to them like, whether it's I work out, I take a shower, whatever, it's, it's just K-pop. <laughs> so... Yeah. K-pop is life, and K-pop Jeremiah is- mentioned this earlier. Na you know, 2021 proved even further that K-pop really like you know transcends na the, whatever initial notion of K-pop we had mm. um just maybe three four years ago, and now every at, everyone has at least listened or at least you know have has a K-pop song in one form or another mm. or one artist or another in their playlist, and you know. The Hallyu wave has really except like, Burns. My musical or my movie that was K-pop. That's it. That's mm. the way in, guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean K-pop. It's so, like <laughs> I, I, I get Grant's thoughts. Nga. Why do you think um how did K-pop explode specifically in the third gen this year as compared to like in the past? Um, yeah, it's interesting though. I think it's really third gen that's kind of being noticed. It's not really like your ITZYs or your um, ESPA TXT. even, I don't think it's that. Yeah, or TXT. Yeah. Um, it's really uh, BTS twice and, and Blackpink and even Red Velvet to an extent, I yeah. think. Mm-hmm. It's really getting noticed. I think it's partly because of you know, like armies always say that they, you know, BTS paved the way. And that that is true. And I think, you know, that there's there's definitely some truth in that. But you can't like discount all of the effort that JYP and like all of yeah. these companies like yeah. they had like roots planted a long uh-huh. time ago. You know, with like JYP with like Wonder Girls and everything. And yep. Like 
Yep. It's it's not necessarily that they haven't been trying. It's more of them getting more opportunities. I think, you know, it would be crazy to, to think that Twice has never tried to get on like a Western talk show before. I think it's more of because BTS has become so undeniable and they can't possibly be in two places at once. Your your talk show has to quote unquote settle or try to get another group uh, that is equivalent to, to that sort of thing. I think sadly it's it's part partly because of like you know the greediness of these these people in the sense that they're trying to look for the next BTS. They're trying to look for like the next like big thing. Um, you know, to, to come out of like the woodwork and, and make an impression on everyone. But it's nice to see that like once that, you know, they just got like a small crack, like a small, like a foot in the door with K-pop and then they completely took advantage of it uh, with third gen. And I think like the reason why it's third gen specifically and not like fourth gen is sound wise. I think sound wise fourth gen doesn't really translate as well. Yeah. Like third gen is more accessible. Yeah, third gen is just more accessible. It's more like that dance pop and i think fourth gen they're doing a lot of like experimental, experimental. things with like edm and like yeah. things like that and that's great but it doesn't necessarily you know you you wouldn't play well, not you wouldn't but you i would rather i think most people would rather hear like the feels from twice over like next level for espa on the radio for example i think next level can say is, is more is less accessible to like your everyday person. I think the moment you hear that intro, you'd kind of be like, what is this? <laughs> you know, yeah. that, that, that video game type vibe thing. And then they have like the avatars and everything. So it's just more experimental and third gen's just a lot more stable. They really did pave the way for the fourth gen to like do all those things. Yeah, they could just have fun and do whatever they want. But Paul is really right. You know, accessibility, they really just, third gen really found the sweet spot in like all those ass elements that made... BTS crossover and BTS make uh-huh. everyone yeah. else like carry them into a bigger spotlight than I mean before naman first second gen had like Southeast Asia territory That's Asia true. in general but like with the global newfound global wave that really yeah. like you know and I guess with BTS kasi diba I mean just going back to some of our older older discussions in a BTS episode we had in 2019 um I guess yeah. it's the messaging that came across more than anything mm. also yeah what BTS stood for in the earlier songs and yeah. then you know blowing up with dynamite being like a really accessible bop that everyone mm. just loved it's yeah. all those things coming together and mm-hmm. paving the way for sure yeah like with like with everything i think like having a good story behind the quote-unquote product that you're selling is really what like puts it over the edge and like bts just has such a fantastic story coming from like rags to riches literally mm-hmm. they weren't supposed to debut like a lot of them like came from the underground rap scene and they have like that crazy you know culture and that's what people know about them right like you know if i were to ask somebody like oh what do you know about twice it's just like oh they're like a girl group and you don't, you wouldn't really know like the backstory of the members but for for whatever reason somehow bts managed to market themselves as the people who have yeah. these paths and like the music like is a reflection of that and that's why you love the music so yeah. i guess because last i guess parang in terms of what they were putting out early on it's really more authentic more than mm, the yeah. package that every yeah. every other big three yeah. company artist had at that. That's true. Yeah, yeah, because that's what they needed. You know, uh-huh. yeah. sila their, eh. their so, origin like, story, because it. it's like it's like in the Philippines, <laughs> if if chicks are managed to 
I heard that name and so long. And like, <laughs> or not even yeah. chicks, sir. Parang like, ano yung kay Marlu hash five? Yeah, yeah, Hash five managed to like rise in the mm. international charts. Yeah. Parang ganun. No, but I guess it's the same for SB19. Coming from nowhere mm. and like, the growth is the no is the thing because if you look at i don't know if you guys have ever seen like bts's early stuff like the music videos they are so completely different they were really like <laughs> yeah like in the philippines it really would be like Kalia, like hip hop yeah. that's where they started and now they're going, like yeah oh, sorry go ahead, go ahead. That's, yeah that's, that's pretty much it go ahead no i was going to say that i do like as much as i appreciate like the dance pop that bts has now cuz mm. it is accessible to everybody i do like because our the rappers, the rap line, which is yeah. what started BTS in the first place, yeah. don't get yes. enough like recognition or oh like God, things to do group. in their new music, which is mm-hmm. frustrating to me because BTS wouldn't have existed if it weren't for the rap line. Yep. So yep. yep. That's Spoken just like me wanting army. for more <laughs> RM content. <laughs> oh, yes. More RM. Yeah. <laughs> especially, yeah, if you're an RM stan, especially, it's like starved talaga. Because at least, you know, J-Hope and Sugar, especially Sugar, Sugar has like, you know, some fairly recent stuff. Especially RM talaga. Like, <laughs> the one bit that he sang in my universe, I was already like tearing up because that's the <laughs> most I've heard RM in yeah. so long. Um, but Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so thanks for attending our TED Talk on <laughs> the power yes. of BTS in 2021. And of course, on the BTS note, um, it's exciting to see what happens next from here. I mean, they've gotten so many accolades, reached global superstardom. Um, of course, right now, they're in talks for the letter E, which we will not mention because people will just be upset about the letter mm-hmm. E. Um, but that's in. I think those are the discussions they're having right now. But I have my own opinions on that. But I don't think it's um, apt for this um, episode because that's another... I mean, we should probably have another BTS episode one of these days <laughs> with more ARMY. But um, I guess let's head on to our top songs. Um we didn't mention this earlier, but let's just run down the top songs um, of the year globally on Spotify. Um, this And this, I guess, doesn't fit into the algorithms we've been talking about, especially, alam mo yun, iba rin yung Philippines, iba yung, iba yung global scale ng what made it into the global top 10. At number 10, we have Begin by Moneskin. And, you know, this All because of TikTok. TikTok, TikTok and you know the they they were fresh off of their win from um the Eurovision this year and you know it was a sweet spot they found um having the cover to Begin which was around I I I don't know what year that was like 2010s. Um, yeah. The original Begin? Yes. Early 2000s. A little earlier yeah 2000s. Mga late 2000s. Early 2000s for you. Know? Oh, original Begin. Yeah. There's been a couple oh. of covers because of her Begin. So, oh. so, I mean, this is the latest iteration and yeah. it's not surprising that... Oh, you know, and you know, it's a I pretty just... niche band, right? With like yeah. being the rockers that they are with how they look and present themselves. 
But I googled. Apparently, "Begging" is a song composed in 1967 oh. for the Four Seasons. Yeah, yeah I, I was wondering, is this the same "Begging" we're talking about? Yeah, a different arrangement. Yeah, yeah I mean, I it's the 2000s <laughs> arrangement <laughs> that is being, I mm. know. Yeah, by Madcon uh, okay, in okay. 2007. Oh my uh, God! It's it's been 14 years since that other version. That And then insane. way before pa yung Four Seasons. So, you know, that is it, insane. It's, it has a lot of history, this song. Shelf Life. Okay, at number nine, we have Heat Waves by Glass Animals. I personally have not heard of this song, but I will listen to it since it's on here. And I guess the rest of the world has caught on to something we have not <laughs> heard of. On this um, list at number eight, we have the weekend with blinding lights. Oh, um, and I mean it's a pretty good song. Also, from I'm from TikTok the again. Year. Yeah, I listened to the first bit of Heat Waves and also a TikTok song. Yeah, That's TikTok. Song. Oh, yeah, <laughs> with the dawn of TikTok, talaga or advent of TikTok rather. Yeah. At number seven, the TikTok queen herself. We have Miss Doja Cat with Kiss Me More. <laughs> oh my God, I love her so much. I mean, it's, it's kind of surprising to me that Doja Cat is only at number seven. With you know, She's been churning out hit after hit on, yeah. on Spotify. And surprisingly enough, she has not had a number one yet on like, Billboard. This is homophobia. Any other part. <laughs> really? so, Straight up homophobia. Doja Cat has yet to... Ano, Doja Cat has yet to reach that level, but definitely Doja Cat deserves to have a number one hit. Manifesting yeah. that for her yeah. in 2022. Like, if definitely. you've seen her live performances, she's just so, like, surprising to watch. Superwoman. It's like... Uh, parang I saw I was watching a video of her performing with Lil Nas X kanina. It was oh like parang siyang final fantasy na nagkakapawera but dancing. <laughs> she looks so good. Like she 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 got every beat and like she was singing the whole time too. It's talent. Yes, Cholo, what are you searching? Uh, <laughs> at number six, we have uh, Peaches by Justin Bieber. TikTok. TikTok. TikTok <laughs> and, you know, the Bieber fever of the world. <laughs> at number five, we had Levitating by Dua Lipa featuring yeah. TikTok. Someone <laughs> should not mention because he has been canceled. Um, ah. But personally speaking, I never really liked the remix version. I only really listened yeah, to same. the yeah, yeah. original version. Um, but yeah, TikTok made it happen. Of course, another TikTok queen at number four. We have "Good for You" by Olivia Rodrigo. Again, TikTok. <laughs> the power of TikTok. TikTok. Actually, everything is really TikTok. Yeah. We have to talk about this after. We And get to number um, <laughs> at number three, we have "Stay" by The Kid Laroi with Justin TikTok. Bieber. Also, another TikTok song. Um, at number two, personally, a king for 2021. It's Lil Nas X, Montero, Call Me By Nice. And um, at number one, of course, we have the global phenomenon of the year, Driver's License by Olivia Rodrigo. So that is our top 2021 songs globally. And just a rundown of the top uh, global artists for the year. We have uh, number five, Justin Bieber. Number four, Drake. 
number three, BTS, number two, Taylor Swift, and number one, surprisingly enough, it's Bad Bunny. Um, oh, yeah. particularly oh. In, in the Philippines, but he's apparently the number one most streamed uh, artist in the globe. Interesting. What are, what are Bad Bunny cool. produce? He's Puerto Rican, so it's, it's the, the Latin audience. Probably Latin, yeah. yeah. The Despacito people. Oh. Despacito people. Oh, because because no because sorry sorry that is that is like low key racist. I'm so sorry. Although, I meant to mean Latin America. Let me let me <laughs> let me clarify. I was thinking I was thinking of how Despacito the song became such a gigantic hit that steamrolled everything else when it came out. I'm so I'm so I, sorry. I, That's what I was thinking of when I said that. Literally, when you said that, I was like, "Oh, he produced this pasito." I wasn't thinking I'm that you so were just sorry. Just so sorry. But also, wow. like the despacito people. It's late. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, no. Audience, Regga- the audience reggaeton, listen a lot type. to despacito. Yes, there. That's so much better. I'm, I'm not gonna talk for the rest. Of it. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's great. <laughs> My top genre of the globe is the Despacito people. <laughs> the Despacito. So, so, this is why I don't go on the show anymore. Oh, damn. Um, more, it's funny. <laughs> I guess we head on to the last two parts of our Spotify Wrapped. Let's uh, give a rundown to our um, top five songs of the year. Um, Emil, maybe you would like to start. Yeah, I was going to say, because mine is like, I can go through this very, very quickly because number five is by one artist and one support. You're never going to let this down. Ever. This is going to be the running joke. Okay. Yes. Anyway, so my number five is from one artist and the other four from another artist. Um, so my number five is from that, again, that Canadian indie band, um, uh, the weather station is called Robber. And interestingly, it, it's a song about how we all give consent to the government to for them to abuse us. So interesting. Um, and then my number one and my number four are all songs from Six the Musical because that's what I listen to, you know, when I'm doing stuff. Uh, so number four is Get Down. Number three is All You Want to Do. Number two is Ex Wives. Number one is Don't Lose Your Head, which is the Anne Boleyn song, which isn't. It's not even my favorite song in the musical, so I'm not okay. sure why it's there. But for those who are interested, it's the one that sounds like. Um, uh, Lily Allen meets Avril Lavigne. So, yeah. Yes. So, yeah. Okay, that's it. Someone, please take the mic away. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, so my top five songs. So number five is "Leave the Door Open" by Silk Sonic. Number four is "My Universe" by BTS featuring uh, Coldplay and BTS. Um, wow, pa yung My Universe. Uh, yeah, dude. Like I, I yeah. when it dropped. I think it was like for a whole week or like <laughs> Love two weeks that. now. I mean, it's it a really like uplifting, feel good, like bop, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's an like RM's part. Yeah, an RM's part in particular because <laughs> he sings. Um, but also because it's Coldplay and BTS mixed in one, which you yeah, know, is amazing to me. Um, number three, well, my number three and number two are both by Olivia Rodrigo. So Deja Vu is my number three, and then Driver's License is number two. Honestly, though, I feel like if Deja Vu had dropped first. That would genuinely be either my top song or yeah, number two because I think it's it's one of the best in, in her album. And the number one is Butter by BTS. So mm-hmm. it's just been that kind of year. I think when Butter came out, we 
like a good chunk of the world just listen to that song on loop for the rest yeah. of the day, the week, the uh, two weeks, month. Yeah, I loved it, it so much more than Dynamite because yeah. it was so, yeah. felt so much yeah. It, it was like leagues ahead of Dynamite and Dynamite was already a pretty good song yeah. to begin with. I just, just think like, like magic. yeah, no, go ahead. No, oh, sorry, just thought, sorry. Yeah. No, that's it. It was just like magic. Talaga. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like just from like a uh like k-pop listening perspective like it dynamite didn't sound like k-pop like it just yeah. Yeah. sounded like a western song that was mm-hmm. given to bts and that was my couldn't go problem with it there's nothing wrong with not k-pop music it's just it was so jarring to hear bts go from something like boy with love which yeah. is very distinctly oh. them it's very distinctly k-pop to go to something like dynamite which is just like oh like this you know what happened couldn't do it and then <laughs> It was so refreshing. Again, it, it made Butter shine even more that they gave him yeah, that. Yeah. Because Butter, not only does it sound like K-pop, it sounds like BTS. It sounds like an older song of theirs, which I think is great because it's so rare, I think, that they do something that's so, like, it, it had such a unique sound. It had such a unique, like, hook to it. Nobody else was really doing music like that, if, 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 if I may say that, especially in K-pop. So for them to come out and do that, was so like I for me that's like their best song in like recent history and like the past like ever since Boy with Love honestly so yeah which is why it's number two on my list ah hey. segue <laughs> number it's number two on my list number one is Permission to Dance because I don't really because we like, don't yeah. need permission it yeah I think those two songs are like <laughs> yeah my my running songs because so that's why and number three interestingly like uh number three isn't still isn't twice number three is Queendom by Red Velvet. Mm-hmm. Um, because that song is again like amazing. I think like I think Queendom is my favorite song of the year, honestly, from K- in, in the K-pop world. Uh, because maybe because I, I just miss Red Velvet so much. Um, and then number four was Twice. It was I can't stop mm-hmm. Twice. And then number five was The Feels from Twice. So again, mm-hmm. a lot of K-pop and a lot of like songs that you can listen on repeat without really having to think a lot. But just to say the feels is just really so good and it deserves way more love than whatever it got but like Ooh. right parang it's just like too good to not be like put on the spotlight because yeah. the feels is just so good i love the tiktoks of people dancing the feels as they go up and down the escalator yeah it's so good yeah it's so nice yeah anyway Segueing from Drenscape Pop, I'm gonna go with mine, which is also surprising. It took me by surprise because apparently I listen to a lot of K-pop here. <laughs> so my number five is uh, Butter by BTS. Mm-hmm. And then number four is Body by Megan Thee Stallion. Yes! Don't be <laughs> my, my 11 p.m. habits are being exposed. <laughs> and number three, and it's only here... Okay. Number three is the song You Gotta Be by Desiree. The, mm-hmm. You gotta be cool. You gotta be cool. Yeah, it's only here because I have a 90s babe playlist with like all nice. 90s, 90s female songwriters. That I, It's my comfort playlist this year. And You Gotta Be was the first track on the playlist. So I guess. Anyway, number two and one are both uh, Blackpink songs. Number two is How You Like That. Mm-hmm. And number one is Pretty Savage because <laughs> Yes. Yes. I'm just gonna yeah. put hearts so in like, the <laughs> In the area. <laughs> like, I think in January, ba, mga January, February, 
I kept uh, rewatching the Pretty Savage performance at the Jimmy Kimmel <gasps> show. Yes, yes. that was really good. So good. <laughs> not joke lang. It's not Jimmy Kimmel. It's a uh, James Corden. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Interchangeable. The performance, yeah. The performance, yeah. Mm. Sorry, I trigger warning, James Corden. <laughs> exactly. I feel so bad for James Corden. I don't know why he's getting so much bad rap. I don't know. Anyway, it's another conversation. It's another podcast episode. The <laughs> the origins of ang, James. Ang James. Oh my god. 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 Oh my Mine, uh, again, these are all old, old, old songs. Uh, number five is Dulo Lang Hangganan by Four of Fades. One of the songs that I listen to a lot. <laughs> oh, that visceral reaction. I love that song. Okay, sorry. <laughs> number four is Longin by Autotelic. Ah, really that's good. such a good song. Aww. Really good. Oh my number god, Chola Wonderland. Uh, <laughs> my god. <laughs> okay. Number three is Burnout by Sugar Free. Ah, the best. And yes. this, is, uh, this is the original version by Sugar Free, which is again, I'm asking Spotify, bakit wala pa rin yung version ng 3Ds? Mm. Yeah. Why is it not yet available? Don't ask Spotify, Spotify, ask their whoever handles it. Yeah, true. Wow. <laughs> anyway, number two is Prom, the original Prom by Sugar Free. Nice. And number by one is Dean. Just kidding. <laughs> number one is Kisap Mata by River Mine. Ooh, an yeah. oldie but a goodie. Yeah, love that. Yeah, they have my reactions. But I go for OPM. Yeah, I'll t- I will take it though. May nakataling memories kasi wow. Nako. Okay, cholo. Okay, well, mine isn't also surprising. Uh, as ma- as mentioned earlier, my number five is Leaves by Ben and Ben featuring Young K, the new version. Mm. Um, I just really listen to Leaves talaga whenever it's like feel like, oh my gosh, I'm so drained, I'm so tired. Just the just you know, even though this song was released five years ago, 2017, or was it 2016, yung original leaves, you know. 16. That uh line all will be all right in time just hits home every time. Um, at number four, again, I have Magpahinga by Ben and Ben, which is, you know, uh, a very apt song for my life. At number three, Queens, we have Espa with Next Level. Okay. Okay. Yes. okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Did you guys know that that's like uh, a cover? Yes. Yeah. They're just really good too. But like, you know, they just topple the original at this point. <laughs> we don't even. That's true. Honestly, the character, the parang the amount of character that Espa or whoever was producing yeah. it, it made it like completely their own. No? I yeah, I had like this thought that I wish if Next Level was their debut song, I think they would have like destroyed like, the charts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but well, Espa is really like there was a point in uh, this year Atana they were against each other as number one and two songs in like. <laughs> variety show so 
Espa is just beginning um their rise in 100%. K-pop superstardom. At number two, I have Driver's License by Olivia Rodrigo. And at number one, my I guess my song of the year would be Pasalubong by Ben and Ben and Moira <laughs> de la Torre. The Feels. And this has been um just featured on the Jollibee One True Pair film with Bea and John Lloyd. Oh my god. Further feels from Pasalubong. Um it's just like it just hits you hard even though alam mo yun, this is kind of like classic OPM hugot pero parang it just gets you and yeah, uh, yeah that's my top five um, ap- according to my total streams I streamed Pasadubong 104 times whoa <laughs> release in July oh my god that is a lot of feelings a lot of feelings, lot of feelings. <laughs> no but partially it's also because even before Pasalubong was released, I was putting it on loop. So there was a time mm. that I put it on loop on Spotify para bumawi yung mga hindi ko pinakinggan on Spotify. <laughs> um, but never, nonetheless, uh, Pebble House Volume 1, definitely like a great album and has really good cuts. Yung LU na song also by Ben and Ben is something I recommend to everyone. Um, I guess we head to that part of the show. Um, Siyempre, our Spotify rap is just like a portion of our um a portion of our listening on Spotify. Um I'd like for people to like give some of their recommendations of their favorite songs or a- albums and like I guess special shout out to their favorite artists of the year that didn't really appear on their Spotify mm-hmm. rap and would like to like talk about it a bit. Kind of really pissed that Adele didn't show up on my own. Maybe because it was <laughs> more of a Yeah, parang after Late in the, the year. Na she, yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I was very happy that she appeared on mine. Yeah. yeah. Always an Adele. There's this like one song that I always shout out when I when I recommend K-pop because I think like these two girls who formed this group really could have like gone the distance. It could have been like a group like Akmu, like kind of like a more uh, acoustic kind of K-pop and it's a group called Khan K-H-A-N and they did a song called I'm Your Girl which like consistently when it comes on like I never skip it I always listen to it I wouldn't have been surprised if it appeared in like my most songs played because it's so good and it's such a like unique sound to them unfortunately the group disbanded I think both of the girls like retired from K-pop entirely already which is very unfortunate but it just for me like kind of symbolizes like the um you know like bts it's it's a wonderful story i'm super happy for them i'm an army but there's also like that other side of like man i really wish like other people got that opportunity as well so yeah i'm your girl by Khan. um well i'm upset that she isn't in my top five and also that she didn't get nominated at the grammys but miley cyrus's plastic hearts <gasps> i think was just something that i streamed constantly last, right i know so so there's that um, and also, after watching the film, I have been listening nonstop to the Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings Ooh. album great, by 88 great Rising. Album. Yep. So, yeah, go go and listen to that. I think if you like the film, then definitely you're going to like the album. And then lastly, Adele's 30, because it mm. couldn't have been in my yeah. <laughs> Spotify, but... Um, and it I, will I never be in any yeah, exactly. Spotify rap. Which is, I'll which probably is so... keep listening to it like yeah in 2022 <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah um it's it's great 
Ako, I'll just make a quick share lang because I have nothing to contribute. Literally nothing to contribute. Oh, no. So, there you know that there's this ano, sa Spotify rap yung Two Truths, One Lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, I checked it lang. And it's, I know, I, I knew agad what, was the, what the lie was because I knew what the truths were. Because the truth, one of the truths was pop culture was your number one podcast topic of the year. I'm like, obvi- malamang. Like, obviously. <laughs> I, listen to, I listen to this show and I listen to another YouTuber who has Huda. That's like that. That's the only podcast I listen to, apart from the podcast mm-hmm. I work on for for work. Naman. Then the other one was the artist you binge listen to the most was Taylor Swift. Like, because that was the only album that I binge listen. Yeah. Na ituloy, ituloy, the Red Taylor's version. So obviously the second the the only one left was the lie. The lie was the artist who appeared most in your playlists was John Williams, and I was like, for some reason it's weird that that. Hindi siya ang lumabas a lot because apparently the the, comp- the film composer who appeared the most was Junkie XL. Hey, so, Junkie XL. Most, 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 mostly because of the Mad Max Fury Road. Nice. Just my God, I I love Brothers in Arms. That's like yes. the best song in that in that ano, piece Wala, So it's just funny na Junkie XL yung lumabas now. That's adorable. My playlist. So, sige, I'll take it. I still love them. Yeah. Um, I can I can contribute like on the relatively like more underground side, I suppose. I'll speak also for our friend Denny, who couldn't be here, Shout but he out, wanted Denny. he wa- he wanted to mention his favorite album, which is also mine, um, which is called uh, "An Overview on Phenomenal Nature" by Cassandra Jenkins, which is a very quiet, soft, like folk slash spoken word almost record. Um, despite it being my favorite album of the year i've only listened to it maybe like three times because every time i listen to it i have like an emotional breakdown <laughs> because it's, it, it's a song about grief and loss and the way it i mean there are lots of albums about that but the way it talks about it in a very gentle way but still addressing like the gravity of, of what's been lost like really affected me in a very specific way that i think is very appropriate for the pandemic when we're all constantly still trying to to cope with things so um I think Denny talks about it better, but I, I share in his sentiments that it's like the best thing I've listened to this year. Um, the other ones uh, that I've listened to a little more in demand, but it's not like just one album. Um, my favorite like local release is a it, it's like a hip hop kind of album for, called Garuda from Alison Shore. Um, it I don't know like I I don't really know how to talk about music that well, but. It's just a great sort of combination of pop and hip hop and R and B that I think Filipinos do so well and comes so naturally to us. Um, and then the international albums that I also really like. One that I also have not listened to a whole lot, but which I would describe as like an Ari Aster movie, but in in uh, album form is called "Sinner Get Ready" by Lingua Ignota, which is like a weird combination of like noise and classical music and extreme metal um and this artist says she creates what she calls survivor anthems and she talks about her her experiences with abuse and domestic abuse and, and whatnot um and yeah so it, it's it's pretty extreme um experience but the sorry but the the one album that i listened to that i actually listened to a lot that was not in my spotify is Uh, called Blue Weekend by Wolf Alice, and they're a British uh, female-fronted uh, rock band. And I think that rock is generally more interesting now when 
there's a female voice writing the songs and singing and performing the songs. Um, and for me, like, they're sort of the best example of that right now. Yeah. Nice. Um, sorry for that. Like, alarm na. But anyway, on my end, um, one of my favorite songs of the year, I would say, is uh, by Reese Lansangan. It's called Orbiting. Just so good. Um, it's just, like, really, like, you know, that, um, I guess may pinaghugutan ako <laughs> at that point in my life. But um, it's about the concept of orbiting and like, yes. it's, um, it's just really like um, melancholic but like in a sweet way. And you know how Rieslan Sangan does it. It's just really, it just really encapsulates that experience really well. Um, on the K-pop side, uh, I would say, I mean, definitely Adele, Easy On Me was like, definitely one of my late year favorites as well um as i mentioned earlier shamper lu by ben and ben uh, is a good cut from um the album uh, pebble house um for k-pop naman uh, i would I, I really like the song low low by ten and yang yang from wavy it's such a great pop that you should Ooh. listen to um ano pa ba uh I'm, I'm looking at my list kasi, uh, of top 100 songs and uh, I've been listening to this year. Um, K-pop also Beautiful Beautiful by On and Off. It's ONF on on uh, streaming. Really fun song. Um, and OPM also Ate Sandali by Maris Pakal. Ate Sandali. I'm surprised it's not any higher on my... Uh, list although abot naman yata siya sa top 20 and just looking at my I still have I, I still keep my last FM like even before Spotify oh rap gosh. tells you uh, <laughs> I kind of know what <laughs> what uh what's leading or not so I can manipulate my results just kidding <laughs> <laughs> but yeah in terms of albums in general oh yeah I really did like Sob Rock by John Mayer this year as well um, and that didn't really reflect on my Spotify Wrapped. Uh, and that's pretty much it, I guess, on things that I appreciated but didn't really appear on my um, Spotify wrapped this year. And with that, wrapping this whole thing oh, up. Wait, I have like yes. two Pahabol songs. <laughs> I just, well, I was looking through my playlist and I wonder why Rumors by Lizzo featuring Cardi, Cardi B, B. Didn't, uh, didn't show up on my top five because like that was my go-to running song and it's such a good Lizzo song mm-hmm. it's, di- it's different from the usual juice the, the yeah the usual uh, the songs from her album it was so fresh and I love it so much and also uh, everything from Doja Cat like <laughs> get into it yeah and yeah ayun uh, yeah all the, yeah. All the Doja yeah. and the get into it yeah <laughs> Yeah, all the Dojas and Lil Nas deserve a lot more mm. listens. Um, I feel like the Montero album is under-listened to. I mean, it didn't really... Uh, it hasn't reached its peak yet, aside from the the hits that it had early on this year. Um, yeah, but to wrap it up, just one recommendation per person for our pop stop or our pop culture recommendations because we have been recommending music this whole time. Um, can it be music or not music uh, related? Um, 
I guess on my end, I would say uh, Jeremiah and I watched this with our friend Dana. Shout out to Dana last night. Uh, it was single all the way on Netflix. Just a really, really cute um, rom-com on Netflix. Na, although it's very cookie-cutter rom-com, it just hits all the right spots in the comedy and having, um, of course, Jennifer Coolidge in it. Hello. <laughs> but Shola, parang, I don't really agree with me, but, but I feel like straight people won't appreciate it the way we did. That's true. Because ang daming, the writing was so... <laughs> It, it really it was a movie point. written by gay people for the gays. <laughs> like, their references na sobra. <laughs> like, what was that thing about Bernadette, Bernadette Peters? Bernadette <laughs> Peters? <laughs> oh, I love like, her. No, there Lella. wasn't. The thing is, there wasn't any Bernadette Peters related anything. Right, that was like, your run. <laughs> there was a kid actor who looked like and spoke and like Bernadette like, Peters. Like Bernadette I was like, this well, looks like this kid is like Bernadette Peters. <laughs> and then... Wala lang. It's, it's such a cookie-cutter Hallmark Christmas rom-com. But those that, are great. Honestly. Like, <laughs> yun nga, it's, it's so, like, there's nothing remarkable about it. But the fact that it stars um, a gay couple and, like, how the dynamic changes and everything makes it so fresh. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was very cute. It's nice to just be in that um, parang landscape where we can just enjoy these things normally or like these are just like things that you can access easily now that anyone would just be able to watch it on the mainstream so yeah that's my uh recommendation for the week uh you wanted to add anything else there yeah so i'll go next um i want to <laughs> And it's weird of me to recommend this because it's been running since 2016. But Insecure from HBO is currently <gasps> yes. on its fifth and final season. There are like two episodes left. And I just, if you haven't uh, watched the show, I recommend you do. Specifically, I feel like for our crowd, the mid to late 20s people, because the thing I love the most about Insecure is how at its core, it's a coming-of-age story. And I feel like you don't get that for people our age. Mm. Parang insecure because it traces the journey of when you're in your late 20s, early 30s, and you still don't know what you're doing in life. And then suddenly things start falling into place. But you realize that they don't just fall into place. They fall into place because you have to make difficult decisions. And like you have to live with those choices. And parang it's just so nice to have a coming-of-age story for... Not, it's not in the teen setting of people going into college. And also the way that the show has celebrated Black culture and has been like, I think the, it's the show that, that people reference the most when it comes to Black representation in the media. Although I'm not the most qualified person to talk about that aspect of the show, but it really is a cultural moment for the Black community. But like, I don't know. Isaris is just such a funny writer. I, I super recommend. It's so funny. Like, ang dami yung ano rin, nakakapture niya when you hang out with your friends and all of those gago joke moments. They capture it so perfectly. Which I don't think most shows get. It's also very female gaze. Like, yes. there's lots of hot dudes on Insecure. Like, all of Issa's exes are just like, Daniel King, by the way, for, yeah, forever. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, like, the moment that he, you know, he took off his shirt for the first time in the mirror scene, I was like, 
<laughs> I'm binging <Yeah>. this. <laughs> Insecure. And is it like a quick binge, ba? Yeah. It's like 30 minutes an episode. Yeah, 30 okay, minutes an episode. Like, 10 episodes. Like 10 episodes. That's episodes. totally fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's quick now. All right. Um, All right. I, like, I like, I guess a little tangential to that. Like, I guess like the last like really good thing movie that I watched is called Passing on Netflix. Um, it's the directorial mm-hmm. debut of Rebecca Hall. Um, stars oh, Tessa Thompson true. and Ruth Nega. Um, and it's about uh, Tessa Thompson's character in the 1920s. Uh, bumps into Ruth Nega's character, who's been passing as white, um, because she's a light-skinned black woman and she's married to. A really racist white man, and uh, them suddenly meeting again after all these years, parang sets like a bunch of things in motion. But I really like it because it feels like such an old school drama. Not just because it's in black and white, but because the storytelling is so subtle and quiet. Um, and I, I feel like I'm the only person I know personally who like really, really champions it as as something that's that's like super awards worthy. I think a lot of other people are a, a little more lukewarm and. Oh, personally, I think it's like one of my new favorite things that I saw this year. So yeah, adding that to my list. <laughs> I know, right? Same. Yeah. I just put it on my list. It's very short. It's very short. It's like an hour and a half. Okay. Um, I kind of want to jump off what Jeremiah said about insecure that it's um a coming of age story, but for people our age, um, some a genre that I genuinely love in anime is the shoujo um anime, and all of the shoujo animes that I've loved over the years are always high school based um it's very young love um and i've always wanted an a shoujo anime that was for people my age working um you know starting to work for the first time all of that and i found one um so there's this anime called um watakoi and i would be remiss if i didn't thank um cell who is another one of our um frequent co-hosts of this podcast for recommending it to me um basically it, in, in English, the show is called Love is Hard for Otakus. Um, so this girl has to move jobs because in her previous agency or previous work, um, agency is just natural for me to say no when I refer to a <laughs> job. Uh, but in her previous company, um, she and her, her boyfriend found out that she was an otaku and then spread it to everybody. And apparently there was like a lot of negative connotation in that company. So she moves to a new one and luckily finds a group of people who are all otakus and she gets together with this guy purely because he says he can help her um, improve her gaming stats and she can help him by recommending him new animes to watch as well. And it's just this very cute, um, wholesome relationship between all of these um, nerds. And I don't know, if you're looking for a fun um, shoujo to watch, this is definitely something I, I'd recommend, something any, everybody would enjoy. And it's a little bit more mature also, which is strange for a shoujo anime. Um, but, and very quickly, I know we're only allowed one, but F1 ends on Sunday <laughs> and it would be remiss of me not to tell everybody to watch it because my the, gosh, the, the rivals for the championship are on equal footing. The same amount of points headed into the last race. This has not happened in like 50 years. So this is a race to watch, guys. Okay, that's it. That's, that's it for I me. just need to point out how in this group of six people, it's the it's the girl and the, the gay guy who are F1 fans. Yeah, that's so, that's so interesting. <laughs> I love that. Sports version. Sports, 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 sports. Okay, <laughs> that's it. Uh, yeah, I'll go. I'll, I can go next. Again, quick. Same thing. 
Survivor. What guys? What <laughs> if you haven't started watching? Please watch. Uh, our Filipino representation there is in the top six now. This is oh, official. I heard she's really good. Talaga, no? Yeah, this is officially the farthest a Filipino, uh, a, 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 a contestant with Filipino blood has made it. Has gone. Proud to be Pinoy. This is the farthest she has gone. And yun nga, she has an outside chance of winning talaga. Like, awesome. it, she can, it's possible she wins. And it's pretty significant because this season, kasi Survivor made a change na 50% of the cast has to be POC. So, mm. and a lot, this season really revolved around uh, diversity. So, it means a lot if we support, hopefully she <laughs> makes it talaga. Like, she really has a good chance. Malalaman na lang na sa next episode if she gets kicked out. She gets kicked out. Anyway, but anyway, because F1 is finishing, guys, if you go, please watch the Premier League because it's pretty exciting. Because <laughs> pundits are saying it's going to be an exciting race because there's three really great teams right now. And it's when that happens, means something exciting, especially since December is a very, very busy year for football. So because it's very harsh weather and all the yeah. league games are being cramped together. So yeah. I'll look oh. to you for I know for links and, and stuff. I want to get back into football. Game after the season after F1 ends. Yes, after I'll F1. <laughs> after F1. As a Sunday will be for F1. Yes. That's all, that's all from me. Uh okay, I'm gonna make this like as fast as possible because I actually have a few things I want to commit. I'm so sorry, John. <laughs> um and I always end up going last in these things, and I, it's totally fine because I, I like closing it, but also I, I, I just realized that it's very sad because I always have to pray, like I really hope it doesn't say the thing I'm gonna say. <laughs> I really, really don't recommend the thing I'm gonna recommend. But thankfully, uh you guys didn't. So one thing I'm gonna recommend is actually a YouTube channel, and it's a YouTube channel uh run by a guy named Noel Dizel because and I'm recommending it because He's a gay bodybuilder who's currently like on top of like fitness influencing on YouTube, Whoa. which is fantastic. And he completely like destroys all of the stereotypes. Like you have to sound a certain way or talk about certain things, quote unquote, to be gay that I think a lot of people, you know, like, like feel, but you know, they can't, they don't really say it. It's like a subconscious thing. And he's like, he's fantastic. He's gigantic. He's monstrous. And he gives really, really good fitness advice and as somebody who has had to exercise to stay sane in the pandemic, I really love like his channel. He it's literally like 30-second videos on like just on the honest truth of like this is how you gain weight, this is how you don't gain weight. Like this, this is this is real, this isn't real, you know. And it's it's really nice to have somebody that's not just like shirtless all the time and is like flashing their abs and like, this is how you can look like me. Follow these 24 easy steps and buy my product. Like it's, it's and it's nice to just see, see somebody so blunt just talking about it and so open about like his psychology and everything. So there's him, and I also want to recommend Michael Chase's new special on Netflix called Shame the Devil, and it's fantastic. Kim and Dave Chappelle recently came out with specials, and you can tell that they're furious after everything that's happened in America, you know, um, uh, like, po- even post, like, Trump's, like, presidency. My favorite joke in the whole special, he says, I hate going to Texas because there's flags everywhere, and I know that you guys really love putting up your flags because it reminds you of America's history. But when we look at the flags, it reminds us of America's history. And that's like my favorite joke in like the whole special. And lastly, I'm going to say that our Valorant team, Team Secret, the Filipino Valorant Yay. team, is currently, you know, one of the best teams in the world. And we should cheer for them. Their game is um, going to, they, if thank, hopefully, if, if they do well in the tournament. And by the time this podcast comes out, we can watch more of their game. So please go support Team Secret Valorant. 
And I'm not sure if I mentioned this <laughs> the last time, but I just want to say Doctor Who's latest season, oh, yeah. Doctor Who Flux, has been really, really good. I mean, I do love Jodie Whittaker as the 13th Doctor, but this season has been spectacular, talaga. Just putting it all the stops and all the monsters that you can imagine, and just really a good Doctor Who story. And her last season also before um, a series of three specials before she re- regenerates into the next Doctor. And as I think we were talking about this last time also. It's a, um, it's a weird or like it's a unique period in British history that both James Bond and Doctor Who are changing. Um, at the same time, yeah. At the same time. So that's just really interesting. But, you know, if you haven't gotten into the Doctor Who hype, uh, <laughs> you should because it's great. And um, it's super niche, but like, you know, great, super fun, wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff. And I think I did mention this, but, you know, I, I, I'm parang, parang... Mention it again. At the tail end of the season, just really good. Uh, and it's just six episodes for this season of um, Doctor Who. So that's it for our show, uh, wrapping up our Spotify Wrap 2021 and uh, kind of music of 2021 episode. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining. Paula, Emil, Jer, Jen, and Perns. Of course, uh, all our previous episodes are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you stream your podcast. We're here every week on Radio Gatipunan 87.9 <laughs> FM. Thanks to the RK fam. And... Next week, we will be having our final episode of the year, which is our 2021 recap, best of pop culture, TV, film in general. And uh, we will see you then. And uh, happy almost end of the year to everyone. See you all next week. Bye. Bye, guys.